Hey everyone, and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host, Michael Montalvo, and for the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred May 11th. The year was 1931, and on this day, May 11th, the German thriller M, directed by Fritz Lang and starring Peter Lorre, first premiered in Berlin. In the world of German thrillers, Fritz Lang's M is one of them. This coming from a person that, as of this writing, has not seen the film, and so while I may not be especially qualified to speak on it, you know what? Hang on, I'm going to go watch it real quick. Okay, so now having just finished the movie, I can say it definitely was something interesting to watch. And it had some especially tense moments in it, particularly at the end when, and this is a spoiler alert for a 91-year-old movie, Hans Beckert is trying to hide in the building from the police and the mob. And then the makeshift trial for him, edge of your seat kind of stuff. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, let's take a look at the film. The movie opens with children singing about murdered children from the neighborhood. Off to a weird start. Everyone knows that the children are going missing and the camera moves to a missing person sign. A girl, Elise, bounces a ball on the sidewalk as she walks up to a who is the murderer sign that she stops to read as a shadow covers the word murderer. This is Beckert and it is implied that he takes and murders her. Obviously, we don't see it, as this is 1931, but we do hear him whistling a song, a song that a blind man overhears, and a song that will be important later in the story. Her mother starts to panic and goes looking for her, fearing the worst, and unfortunately, the worst is what they find. The film then shows Beckert writing to the newspaper saying that more is to come, referring to more murders. He sends the letter, and the newspaper publishes it, and the search for him begins. The police work around the clock and come up empty on several instances. They begin to hold more and more raids of local establishments arresting anyone that they feel is even slightly suspicious. They attempt fingerprint and handwriting analysis, as well as searching through the records of any recently released individuals from the psychiatric hospitals all in hopes to solve the case but consistently come up empty-handed. And the public knows that they are coming up empty-handed because Beckert has killed three children and no one knows who he is. So the crime bosses of the city get together and come up with a plan to use the city's beggars to keep an eye out on the streets in order to protect the people and find the killer. In part because since nothing is being done by the police, they are faced with constant raids and disruptions and their criminal wrongdoings. It's slow work at first, but Beckert gets that urge to kill again as he watches a girl through a reflection in the window. He begins to follow her, but she reaches her mother, and he sets his sights on another young girl whom he befriends with the intention of killing her. While this is going on, the police have investigated Beckert's apartment as he has come up as a possible suspect. They don't get him, however, because as Beckert is trying to gain the girl's trust, He begins whistling the same song as earlier, and the blind beggar overhears and knows he is the killer. 
The blind man enlists the help of another beggar, and they brand Beckert with an M written in chalk, and the beggars inform the crime bosses that they are following him. They eventually are detected, which causes Beckert to run into a building to try and escape. However, once trapped inside, a silent alarm is tripped, and the police make their way over and inside, but not before the criminals capture and remove Beckert from the building. They take him to an abandoned distillery, put him on trial, and he loses the case. But as the band of criminals are about to kill him, the police show up, and Beckert is taken to face a judge. As the judge is about to deliver the verdict, the mother of Elise, the girl at the start of the film, says, No sentence will bring the dead children back. One has to keep closer watch over the children. All of you. The End the thing you need to know about M is that it was the first sound film of Fritz Lang's career, and the first major role of Peter Lorre. According to Britannica, it was noted for its use of groundbreaking lighting and off-screen sound mixing in order to maximize the sense of horror. The film itself began in 1930. Long posted an ad in the newspaper announcing his next film's title as Murderer Among Us. Coincidentally, that was where the game Among Us got its title. I don't know if that's true, but wouldn't that be wild if it was? This turned out to be the wrong move for him, however, as afterwards he received many threatening letters, and the Stalkin Studios refused to work with him because they felt the film depicted Nazis. I guess in a negative light. As if Nazis needed help in that department. Here's an interesting side note to this. Apparently the film was banned in Germany shortly after its release, and the rise of the Nazi party in Germany. It was placed into a vault and wasn't released in Germany until 1966, over 30 years later. It's also said that Joseph Goebbels loved the film, saying that it was fantastic, free of phony humanitarian sentiments, and it's also speculated that it was Goebbels himself that warned star Peter Lorre to flee Germany to avoid Nazi persecution. Fritz Lang would flee two years later. They eventually relented, and the film was shot over a six-week period just outside of Berlin. To research the character of Beckert, whom is depicted as having mental issues, Long spent time in a mental hospital and investigated children killers, such as Peter Curtin, one of the people often thought that the film is based on. Long also employed several real criminals as extras, which resulted in 25 cast members being arrested during the film's shoot. And speaking of the film shoot, one of the techniques used was periodically having quiet moments in the film to create an eerie, intense atmosphere. These are most notable in the scene where Elise plays with a ball at the start of the film and when the police first raid the crime spots of the city. Edward Griggs in The Hall of the Mountain King, the song Beckett Whistles, is used to invoke suspense in the story. The website Automachanism makes the observation that whistling is something that we don't ever think about why we do it, only that we do it. This could be perhaps a bit of Beckert's subconscious desire to be caught, but it is more an act he does on impulse, so I'm not sure that it applies here. An interesting aspect of the movie is that despite the violence of it, no act of violence is ever shown on screen, at least not by Beckert. This is done to allow the viewer to fill in the pieces, as they always will, 
and come up with something far worse than what was envisioned by allowing their imagination to run wild. If you need further proof of this, you only need to look at the baby-faced monsters of Bird Box. When the film was released, it wasn't an immediate success. The film was thought to be too long, and many critics felt that cutting out some of the slower scenes could, and should, be done to improve the overall pacing of it. It wasn't until later years that it received the acclaim that it currently has. It was remade in 1951 as a film, in 2003 as a radio broadcast, in 1990 as a comic book with a 2008 graphic novel reissue, and in 2019 as a miniseries. As for my opinion of it, I think it was worth a watch just from a film standpoint. Its use of silence is eerie and its shadows, particularly that of Beckert, become characters all of their own. I enjoyed seeing the film but don't know if it's something that would necessarily inspire repeat viewings on my part outside of film study. Overall, if you're a fan of film, I think it's worth a watch. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Wow.